You're tuned to listener-sponsored non-commercial Pacifica Radio, WBAI New York. The views in the upcoming program are not necessarily the views of management or other producers at this free speech radio station. This is WBAI New York. Record, ladies and gentlemen, before you get on my ass, he is saying four, not the not the word that you think he's saying. He's saying four, right, Bash? Yeah. Thank you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another installation of Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's the one, the only, the Trinidadian, the Panamanian poppy, the rude boy, Top Gunner, aka Sakpanya Mada, is Giovanni Anglin, West Indian Jesus, your 2019-2020 champion. Hi, people. What's going on, folks? It's Bashanissa, a.k.a. Not Too Young to YOLO, live from Queens, Geos in Brooklyn. What's going on, folks? It's been an interesting day. Wednesdays have never failed for us at all since the the spawn of 2021. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. This 2021 so far, January, this is the last week for us in 2021, January. It's been amazing so far. It's been a star-studded month. It's been nothing but excellence. I think this has been has been a big redemption arc for us, the people. 
I would give it a hit or miss. Redemption, I wouldn't call it a word, but it's strange because it feels like January feels like three months, right? This is like the longest month ever. No, you this don't feel so. No, to me, this went by really quick. I don't know you about feel you. Feel like the Capitol happened like two weeks ago. Doesn't the Capitol feel like it happened three months ago? No, it felt like it happened two weeks ago. Uh, I feel like time in June, in January, is always so slow. No matter what month, even last January when I went to Disney World, I felt like it was very, very slow. Well, you remember how we were talking about how you start to realize that the days are getting longer again. I started realizing that today, actually, because it was 5 o'clock and the sun was still out. It was still light outside. Terminating. Exactly. Or late. It, yeah, like around 5, it's, the sun should still be outside. As, as I think, as we said last week, like once it hits January, uh, once it hits December 21st, everything starts going backwards, so hence you get more daylight. Yeah no daylight to all daylight and soon around it's gonna be you know the one year anniversary <laughs> of what of all the madness oh March. shoot yeah oh yeah well yeah. i mean and everything is still as bad or worse than what it was before well it's been the one year anniversary of the death of kobe so that sucked that was very sad as well i did not watch any games um i, I know most of the, the stadiums did do a tribute for him yeah, and I think there was like an ESPN special too. Yeah, I, I kind of read a lot of comments on online, and I and I thought that was very moving. It's very very sad event. I do remember that like very. I do very vividly. Vividly I was, in my mind, yeah. Yeah, I was working downstairs, and then everyone just started blowing up on my social media talking about Kobe. I thought this was like a rumor first, and then the rumor turned into facts when freaking TMZ came into play. So that ruined my whole night. Yeah, it's it was such a weird way to start the year. Then, of course, next thing, you know, not not a comedy, but I'll say like New York City shut down, United States. Right. Then the whole world just got turned into a frenzy, making 2020 such a very complex year. That's why a lot of people like me will call it like a void year and call this year, 2021, New Game Plus. It's just a mm. continuation because... Not a lot of things were done, especially depending on what you do personally. If you work from home, shout out to you guys. If you're a central worker and you're still putting in the work, but they stop paying you, you know, hazard pay, and they're still hoping that you work the same amount of weeks even more, you know, shout out to you as well. It's it's been a journey. Well, March has also been an interesting month too because that's when I made my poll pre- my bold prediction that the Los Angeles Lakers will win their next championship, and you and Mike laughed me out the room do you remember this bastion i remember there was an asterisk yeah i do yeah yeah you did wait what was the asterisk for no because it's pandemic and everybody was in different ground there's no audience this has been that was the most important season because there was no audience and everyone was constrained down by a bubble okay and i said vehemently that this was going to be for the mamba himself this was going to be for kobe and you all laughed me out the building and you didn't respect my basketball intellect until that faithful day. You know, it was game six. I'll never forget it. Where the Los Angeles Lakers wiped the floor of the Miami Heat. It wasn't even close. It was just a blowout. It was like Relax. an exclamation they, they, point. They had, a, they had a hard time, okay? No, it, was it wasn't. A lot of bad calls. But we're not here to reminisce on the past. 
I just came to, to say focus onto the future. Absolutely. I just came to say that I told you so once again, you know, just just rub that in, you know. And they're going to be back-to-back champions, you know, just saying. I'm that's putting that out happen. there. I'm that's, putting that out there. That's definitely not going to happen. Who's going to stop in the Sixers? The Sixers. No, your team, the Nets. Nah. You have to wait for them to gel and but not to worry. We're going to get to basketball later on in the program and you get to talk about how horrible the Nets have been. Okay, you get to have that moment for yourselves later on in the show. But um, yeah, let's welcome you do the welcoming to, to everyone. Let everyone know our socials and all that stuff and call to action and all that jazz. And of then course, after that, of course. I'll give them the sponsors for today. Of course, uh, Black Seinfeld, please find us anywhere. We also do a podcast. So if you have Spotify, if you have Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere, just type in Black Seinfeld. We should be the first one there with the nice pink and white and black logo. And also, if you have any questions, please reach out to us on our social medias at Black Seinfeld NY, which is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We do have an email, and we always check the email. And if you're an artist and want to send us music, so we can play on the radio, please reach us out, uh, Black Seinfeld NY at gmail.com. All right, BlackSignfulNY at gmail.com. Thank you. And a lot of big things are happening next week because next week is going to be February, a.k.a. Black History Month, a.k.a. the white man's holiday of Valentine's Day. But we're going to be launching BlackSignfeld.com, people. So if you'd like to listen to all of our archive episodes, uh, if you want to learn more about us, please go to BlackSignfeld.com coming up this february that's basically our portfolio site right there yeah it's gonna be a place where you can find our oldest episodes and our newest episodes and also exclusive episodes that we'll be working under the moniker backstage yes yes and speaking of backstage i recorded my episode of backstage last week man and it was really good. I thought it was horrible because I'm always harsh with my own work, but I've been editing it. I'm I'm like a third of the way done with editing because I said um and like a lot. We both said um and like a lot. So once I'm cutting those out, it's actually sounding coherent and smart. Okay, that's good. Is that I think that's how most interviews are, especially in these publications. If it's not live, there's this type of pressure where you're more focused on the answer compared to unlimited time you just have enough time just to think some answers yeah as long as you clean it up in post it's all good yeah but it's different though because this is my first ever interview that i've conducted by myself i didn't have you with me so it was a new learning curve for me I, i feel like i had a lot to prove to myself that i can do this without you you know that's a good sign that's why that's what i wanted you to do respectfully you know you have to sharpen your skills solo dolo yeah and not to toot my own horn i already got my next guest for my next episode of black seinfeld backstage you know i've been working b i've been working hard out here big things all right i i have some ideas i think the ideas i have kind of talk kind of tie in to what we're going to discuss first before we get into the politics yes because I still think this is politics, depending on the angle that you're speaking on. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think everybody knows what's going on with like GameStop and hedge funds and Dang all the stocks. You were gonna, you messed up my joke. I was gonna say this Black Seinfeld is brought to you by GameStop. Power to the players, aka 
F you big corporations, aka F you one percent. We out here, we killing the game. Um, we're also sponsored by BlackBerry. BlackBerry is back, bigger than ever. Sponsored by AMC. Sponsored by Nokia. Sponsored by all these businesses that yes. are shorted because many hedge funds feel like they're no longer needed. Also sponsored by Doritos and Ciroc. Just want to put that out there. And Ciroc. Yeah, that's the cool ranch flavors only. Thank you. I'm a purple pack type of dude. I like the sweet, the sweet the chili. Sweet. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's rare to find. I think you have to go to a nicer store to find it. Your local bodega does not have that. Oh, of course not. These these freaking delis over here, they, they got them all around Atlantic Avenue. Over in Brownsville, hell no. Because they yeah. don't sell the 25 cent pack anymore. It's either like 50 cent or up. The prices have gone up. The, the price on the can has gone up. So it's no longer 99 cents. It's $1.29. Bro, the you rem- tax is included. You remember how you can go to the to the bodega and you can get a lot bang for your buck for five bucks. You could get a 50 cent tropical fantasy soda. You could get a, a turkey cheese on a roll. You could get some cookies. You could get some of those honey barbecue chips. You get all that for $5. I don't think you can even do that anymore. No, you can't. It's it's a lost cause. If anything, you will have to render towards the non-name brands, the, the bootleg Twinkies, the bootleg Ho-Hos. Like, you have to get the worst ones in order to kind of get to that price again. Where it's just pure sugar. Pure sugar. Old. It could be five months old that no one bought. It's an old package, and you get sick later in the day before you eat your... Your dinner i wonder what happened yeah because it tastes what like was it? pure wax was it the fuel the fuel inside the fake twinkie i ate and they put gasoline in it <laughs> yeah and it tastes like pure wax too but yeah. a shout out to the butter crunch cookies y'all know which ones i'm talking about are they still 75 cents i don't know i every time i go into like a bodega to get something i usually just get the hot fries and that's still a dollar mm. no matter what frank's uh no, yeah, 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 yeah. The Frank's hot fries. Yeah, yeah. yeah I only get the hot ones because every other flavor is disgusting. It's just uh, atrocious. Like, yeah, why would, why would you get the other flavors? <laughs> because some places, like the hot fries, are sold out, so that's all they have. Mm. And you try it out, it's like this, this isn't it. Sorry. Do you put the hot fries on your sandwich? No. I, if I were to put something in the sandwich, it would be uh, Pringles sour mm. cream. Mm. That sour sounds cream pretty good. That's that's my go-to for I mean, a sandwich for ability. I was never much of a of a, of a Pringles dude. That, that was not that was never my thing. But I remember they had the pizza flavor Pringles back in the day. I don't know it's if you remember. It's still as good as you remember. Really? Yeah, because my old job go downstairs. There's like a mini bodega somewhere along island. It's weird how it worked, but it works. And they had, and I always got especially during our long hours. I always got the pizza Pringles, and I always share with my coworkers. Oh. Always on point still. That's still really nice. Day. That's really nice. But before we get into all the craziness that happened today, well, damn it, this I always week. do this. This week, Wednesday. It's since, been happening since for the Friday, past three years. Yeah, but since Friday of last week, too, I want to get into uh, thanking all of the listeners and all of the co-workers that that work with me given us a lot of great feedback on the show a lot of them have been telling have been telling me how mature we have been in our content as of late 
Um, they're enjoying the growth. They're enjoying the maturity. And I'm here to respectfully say thank you. But um, it's starting to disgust me how how mature we're getting. We need to remind these people the essence of this show and what it used to be. Because we used to be reckless here. And I, and I don't like this new mature sort of lane we've been taking. All right. I need some more ratchetry to come back to this show just to just to keep people on on their toes. All right. This is what happens with relationships. People get content. People start to plateau. I feel like we've been plateauing here. They've been getting too comfortable. It's time to like wreck ish again. I don't know. Maybe we'll play throat baby or something just to spice things up. <laughs> plateaued, I guess, in terms of the nonsensical content that we normally used to do. Yes. Versus, oh, we're now if anything, balancing due to, I think, our age and also our life experiences and this need to tell people different perspectives. And at the end, it's mostly about the perspective of politics and everybody has, especially this station, WBI, that has very similar or very close to political. Yeah, I blame the whole George Floyd thing happening. Ever since that stuff happened, I felt like we've been way more political. Yeah, well, I think... It comes to how we feel about other celebrities, right? That too. For instance, uh, it could be like LeBron, Jay-Z, or for my instance, like Kanye, right? It's like with the platform, what do you present to the public? What what can they learn from you? Are you able to do the research or are you able to like retweet someone that already has a good thread going on? Or would you invite someone to use your platform in order to speak? And nine times out of ten, they don't go that way. They kind of give you like a very uh, processed in turn wrote them like hey this is what you should tweet out in order to fit with the group and very politically correct money but you know put on your taxes so it won't you know the win-win for everybody but i i, I had that in mind so sometimes when we have these episodes talking about george floyd talk about anything political like hey if our uh focus and we get bigger as a brand and this is what they kind of look back to it's like yeah you know fashion and geo they're always on it you know, they're not doing it for a couple fans. Not doing it for the clout. Not doing it for the clout. That's true. But I think the real reason why I decided to go down this path was because I remember Mike used to be telling us all the time. He'd be like, yo, the goons on the block be listening. And I was like, wait, why? For what? And ever since then, like, I figured, like, what's the best way we, we can, like, teach people, especially, like, where we're from, like, things that are going on in the world that actually affect them but like how do we do it in a way that isn't very pretentious and it isn't talking down to them what is like the the most simplified way we can teach them something and then we can like talk about i don't know fat joe and Khaled having a an only fans or or the busted challenge or something like how do we do that but also give them some some fun stuff as well that's what i've been thinking about this week too how do you balance uh i guess culture versus culture in a way because at the end of the day it's like every day that's happening but there's two things there's always like multiple lanes of what's going on especially as black men it's like we see multiple lanes for us to focus on and right. we're very good at multitasking like yeah we can watch the bust down challenge all day on our phone oh man by None the of way they're going to download tiktok because we're boomers no but... no no <laughs> don't even say that because i went on the black seinfeld ny gmail and i saw that one of us has has made a damn TikTok, and I feel like it was you. And I'd like to know right now, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? Oh, for uh, when the YouTube channel comes in, it's a different outlet in order to bring more uh, providers in. 
that makes every sense. lane every lane man every lane can we do the the june bug challenge on the tiktok no we're not doing anything i'm just cutting just the videos and putting it in there so new episode up and put a little snippet of the video about it being bada boom you're now fun we can do the june bug challenge it'll be you fun could do, you could download the app on your phone because i think uh design better on the iphone so you know better on your pro a lot of things are designed better on the iphone like clubhouse the concept of that is because of the application they used in order to create it. It's I think sometimes it's like a web app and you just kind of throw it into the Android and it doesn't come out as crystal perfect compared to the, the softwares that they, the team used to create it on the, on the app. Speaking of web designing, are you almost done with your boot camp? Yes, uh, almost done, but I think I should be done by next week. So, so all right, I'm going to say this again. Before we get into the real meat and potatoes pause of this discussion. What are some things that you have learned from this boot camp that you've done for the past, what, six weeks? Six weeks? No, been like, I've been doing it since September, bro. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I, I guess the best advice is if you're looking to do a boot camp or a skill in order to add something to your resume. I know a lot of people aren't working. They're always looking for work. So during the free time we have, we want to add more things in order for employers to quiz us and get us more opportunity to grow. You should do something that you know you could commit to every day. You should find a program where you have to talk to somebody like on a video chat because that will force you to not do your work. And it will force you to come prepared and not empty handed when you're doing the you know, they give you assignment. You want to finish it by Friday because that's when you're meeting. You try to finish it by Wednesday so you could work on it, uh, review it before you're presenting it. So I recommend just looking into that, looking into, you know, always talking to the program uh, advisors just to make sure that this is exactly what you need because programs cost between 2500 all the way to, you know, $20,000. So you got to choose what works well for you you're gonna spend three months 40 hours a week or you're gonna spend eight weeks 15 hours a week on it so i always recommend you know try to do the research and compare and contrast go on linkedin see what most people do and for me what i've learned i have just learned to discipline myself and focus and there's always and you'll always get better quickly too because i've done stuff three months ago that's like why would i do that so i know that's going to continuously happen so January uh, 2021 to 2022 is going to be a big difference. I can attest to this because when we were make when he was making the logos, honestly, I didn't like any of them, but I just had to choose three. And then I don't know what happened, but like he made these new logos and most of them were fire. So I can attest to this. He has gotten I, a lot better. I, I kind of blame the logo situation on me trying to like i watched a youtube video on how to do logos in, in all way in like august compared to me reading a couple books looking at theories and looking at other logos so by i think i did it in no like december i already had different ideas like this idea works it's been done a hundred times i just have to do it my way so that's that's kind of what we got to today for the black sign for the show about nothing logo well thank you and hopefully that has helped some of y'all in choosing a different path during this pandemic and hey like i've always said if all else fails you know just sell crack okay <laughs> let's talk about some <laughs> all right let's... we don't advise we're not first thing first we're not 
business people. We're not analysts. We're not, you know, we can tell you what to buy, what to put in, in the futures, True. what options to buy in the future, what box that was going up, going down. We don't know anything. But I will say, though, I for do S- go to SEC purposes. We don't know anything. We do not, not know anything. Any advice. This is all allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Right. So, Bastion, since you are the residential marketing dude, you know things about the stock markets. You have been, you're, you're my, you're basically, you're my confidant whenever I want to invest in certain stocks and stuff in, in Bitcoin. So, please inform the Black Seinfeld audience what has been going on with the stock martins this week, really. Yeah. Since so, Friday. Yeah. So, it's, it's hilarious because I didn't want to talk about it. I think I told you that I'll, I'll probably put like a two minute rant on it, but so much has come up and me discussing it with my friends and seeing other people discuss it online and understanding there is like a political perspective to it. That's why I wanted to get around. Mm, but major to, political perspective on it. I feel like Jordan Belfort right now, Bash, and I'll be so honest with you. I feel like yeah. Jordan Belfort killing the game right now. So if this was a description to, and of, co- of course I have to put it in like a TV show reference. This is like maybe season five of something that's been happening for a very long time. Season five for TV shows is like your fifth year, right? Yeah. And this is a classic case of uh, being caught with your hand in the cookie jar, right? This is something that it's not the best thing to do, but it's been done so many times that now when you do it, people blame you. So kind of going back, and just using GameStop as a situation because that is what's trending right now. So these hedge funds, right? They want to make money. And the fastest way to make money is option trading. I'm not going to get into the detail of that, but let me just focus on short selling, right? Short selling is the concept of you're going to put money that you're, you're basically selling shares that you don't have saying that it's going to go down that particular price. Yes. So let's say for example, the shares are ten dollars. You're going to do a, uh, you're going to do, a short to five dollars. That means you're betting that the share is going to go down to five dollars. And when it does, you're obligated to buy the shares at five dollars, hoping that it will go up again to ten. Now you're selling those shares to ten. That's the whole concept. That's yeah. the clean cut concept. And then you're making that, a profit. And then you're making profit. Yes. Because the other way for option trading is like you're doing a call saying like it hopes it goes to 10, but you're hoping that it passes that. So let's say the stock went to 10. Uh, let's say you do a call for $10 and it goes to 15. You're, ob- you're not really obligated to buy it at this time. The seller is obligated to sell it to you, but you buy that $10 and the stock is 15. There you go. You, you, your profit, five bucks. Mm-hmm. Of course, it takes into more consideration when you get into the premium, the deltas. That's a whole different story that I'm not not, not the right person to explain to you. I know a lot of intermediate stuff and surface level stuff. Please so, make it surface level for, for the listeners. So surface level stuff, why GameStop went up the way it did, you have to take it back all the way to what's been happening since 2017. Yes, the declining it, of GameStop. The decline of GameStop. The, so um, when you're stores. buying stock, mm-hmm. you want to buy stock because you like it. You believe in it. It's like, yeah, I believe in this stock, so I'm going to put money up on it. And you ever realize that other people also believe in it, so they're also putting money in it, but for some reason it goes down? Well, that means there's a hedge fund that's put doing the short on it. That's why it's going down. So something like GameStop, if you want to go back, I actually have the numbers. 
So like on March 4th, 2016, the stock is like $31, right? So yes. a hedge fund could continuously keep pushing it down. So, all right, let's bring it to 28. It goes to 28, then goes up to 30, sell at 30, and then keep pushing it down. So imagine a hedge fund keeps double downing. Every time it goes down, they decided to get it even lower and lower to a certain point. So when you go all the way to maybe like August 16, 2019, they brought it down in two years. They brought it from, no, three years. They brought it from $31 all the way to $3.32. Mm-hmm. That's when you short everything. Remember, you're obligated to buy at that price when the price, when the contract expires. So now they bought all these shares. And of course, as a hedge fund, they want the money to go back up. So it does eventually go up, but then it goes back down again. And they're doubling down, doubling, doubling. So this is where, I guess, the meme. everything shifts. Yes. Because there are some people on a subreddit on Reddit called uh, Wall Street Vets. And they've realized and they focus on this because it, everything is just all public information that this certain hedge fund has been shortening 140% of all GameStop shares. So what they decide to do is like eventually they're going to have to, if things expire, eventually they will have to buy it, mm-hmm. right? So they're just going to keep buying the stock and just wait. So that's the thing. They start telling everybody. So now this hedge fund is waiting for it to get to a certain price. In order for them to buy it and for it to go up, they don't do that. They kind of double down. They got. They kind of give it more time to get even lower and lower. But as more people start noticing it, it starts getting higher and higher. So they're they're kind of in the dilemma, but not enough to pull out and get like lost. So if you look all the way at December, it actually goes from like three dollars all the way to nineteen dollars. Yes. Then Jan- January fourth is when you kind of seen it. I think that's the first day of. Uh, the stock opening for the year is January 4th, so it's at $19. Then that's when you start seeing the transition every other week. It started going up 10, up 10, up 10 to the point it got to $54. Once it got to $54, people like you and me, right, will be like, why is GameStop doing so well? I hate GameStop. It's disgusting. It's <laughs> yeah. a Toys R Us bootleg ripoff selling toys. And right? plus, if you just go there and you try to sell your Xbox One and 500 of the games that you've purchased, they'll give you back $20 in store credit. Yeah, they never, ever buy back at market price. Absolutely they buy not. back lower than everything. Like, you know, they maybe they short your PS4. Yeah, and your <laughs> dumbass is going to take the $20 store credit yeah. while they flip or you, it. Or you could be like me and spend three months on Craigslist hoping to sell your Super Mario uh, 3DS XL. And it worked. <laughs> so... All these things are happening, and people notice it. They start buying and buying and buying, and now everybody recognizes it. Of course, you know, if you remember the Kodak situation when they got into pharmaceuticals, it went up and went straight down and disappeared. Yeah. That's just you know shorting on the right time because that stock was not done. But why everybody is focused on GameStop is because these hedge fund companies have been doing this to people for decades. They see a stock is doing well. They get everybody hyped up on it. And then they just short it to the point where it gets, let's say, you know, stock is $10. You buy in that 10, it goes up to 15. You're, pre- you're feeling pretty good. Now they're going to short it mm-hmm. after market. Now you wake up in the morning, that stock is now $12. You feel like you're losing out. 
So you're going to sell at $12. The more you sell, the lower it gets. And they're shorting it at like $8. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Everybody is afraid. They all selling it. Now it's $8. Guess what? They win. It's a short. Now they buy it and it goes back up to 15 You feel like you messed up. You feel like you could have just waited. But you didn't. And that's how they met. In like it, These are multi-billion dollar, trillion dollar valued uh, hedge funds. These are the businesses. This is what... Uh, destroying if anything the best way to call it is like the stock market has always been a casino yeah they just treat it and they explain they got analysts on tv trying to make it seem like oh no there's a psychological level to it takes eight years to understand it yeah there's eight eight years to understand certain theories but at the end of the day someone's going to manipulate a mark uh the the stock and especially if it's popular and the house always wins the house always wins until now Until now, like it, it could look well for you. For example, another famous stock that kind of went through that situation is Tesla, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was, I think, um, a hedge fund. You know, all these hedge funds are shorting Tesla, and people guess what? People like Tesla. People like the stock too. It, it helped them out. You know, I like Tesla stock. I'm gonna buy some more, and I'm gonna just hold on to it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. buy other things because people are holding on to it. The value stays even longer. There's less shares for them to sell. Because a lot of people are holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Hence, the value is just going to keep going up. That's why Tesla's the way it is today. Because they beat the short sellers. Yeah. And any other situation, it's really hard to beat the short Like, it's really hard to beat short sellers for Apple, Amazon. All of these, like, really good products. Because people like those companies. Yeah. But if it's a garbage company, like, aka GameStop, they're going to short sell it. It's like, oh, I like it. No, we're going to destroy it. Anybody that tries to touch GameStop, we're going to mess their money up. And we're going to make so much money off of it. Yeah, I believe there's actually someone from that subreddit that invested in 50,000 and got back at least about 11 million. 22 million today. 22? No, 40, 47 million, my fault. 47 wow. million today. Wow, people. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of companies that are seeing a lot of high percentages, one of them being, of course, GameStop, but also AMC Entertainment. We're trying to save the movie theater business, all right? Because, hey, actually, I like AMC, Bash. I don't know about you. So, yeah, I believe the, the stocks were around, what, $15 still? And now, so, yeah. Yeah, so so I, I invested in some at least, like, 10, 10 shares of that. See, that's the thing. It's like you like, like you love movies. You I love, love movies. movies. So you, you know like, me. You like AMC. You know, you have the AMC membership. Hell you yeah. Wanna, you want to be part of AMC's growth, so you're going to buy the shares. But they don't care. Of Hedge course companies do not care about you as a human being, Absolutely. as a public trader. They, they do not care about you. Exactly. So they want to find ways to lower the value. Say, I'm going to put AMC up, you know, that, that, that. Because mm-hmm. I think the movie theater is going to come back. They never did in New York City, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to go out to Long Island for that. Hell yeah. I had to wait for Tenet to come out on DVD to watch that. I still have not seen Tenet. <laughs> 8 out of 10, I have no idea what's happening in the last 30 minutes. So. <laughs> did you watch it again i watched it three times and, and i only and i watched the last scene three times to so where it starts and where it ends still understand you it. still don't damn i gotta yeah. watch this movie then it's a great movie recommended <laughs> okay because i understand the ending of the end scene but i didn't understand anything going on in the end scene hmm. and that doesn't make any sense until you watch it yeah i I'm definitely gotta watch that i'll save that for for black history month i know that you know, in, in October, we had, like, Halloween stuff, and then December, we played Christmas music. I think for February, we'll, we'll, we can watch some, like, black, black movies and stuff. Black movies. 
romantic comedies, legends? Nah, just like just black movies, like how we said we were gonna hold off from oh, One yeah, Night yeah, in yeah. Miami till next till next month. I'll probably watch Tenet because it's a black lead. Yeah, it, and he does play a black lead to it too. So, as someone that hates like all these films and white saviors and stuff. Yeah. Um. And so the funny thing about short selling now, this is kind of like the meaty, like deliciousness of the whole story is. If you're doing a call, right, even if you're an amateur, you do a call, the most you will lose is how much you put in. You put yeah. $1,000, it expires, you then hit the contract, you lose $1,000. But shorting is different because you don't actually own those shares. You're kind of waiting for those shares to be for you to own to get to that level. It's like a squeeze. It's a, it's, it's like the infinite loss, mm-hmm. right? So we not only know. did you put up 1000 because you think it's going to go down to $8, it never hit $8, it actually hit Thirty dollars. You're not only do you lose a thousand, you're losing more than a thousand because it's like a calculated percentage for every the whole trigonometry. No, the more uh, calculus to describe w- what your loss would be, mm-hmm. right? So let's say you lost four hundred eighty percent. Now you owe forty eight thousand dollars, and you're you know you put down a thousand. That's kind of what short selling is. That's why you should not do it if you don't understand what you're doing, right? The only time I could say, and I won't say only time, but the best example for you to do like a short is like a Bernie Madoff, right? Like yeah. His thing or Enron, because you know you could read the whole sheet and it was like this company doesn't do anything. They're buying electricity and giving it to people in California. Like, what's going on? You could short sell that, and you would have you. Oh man, you'd be a millionaire easy. So you're saying this is a legal uh, Madoff scheme? No, 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 it's not. I'm just saying, like, shorts, like, when, like, when short selling is fine. Mm. Like, you want to destroy a company. Yeah, because that's a fake company. It does not exist. Enron was, like, a big example. Anybody that caught on to short selling Enron, Enron's going up. It's like, ah, these, like, these people are shorting it. They're losing money. Then when they find out Enron is fake, people that put money up lost, and people that put money down, like, to short it, won it all. So do you suggest that people should hold on to their stocks right now? I don't they... suggest anything. Okay. I'm I'm just saying because you you are the expert here or 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 I should say not even the expert. You know way more than I do. I, I would like I what said, do you I said I know surface level stuff. I, I get into surface level t- detail where everything's more complicated than that. I will not sell you a course complicated because most of the people that sell you course do not know anything. I mm. probably know more than them. So True. yeah. <laughs> so so do you suggest that people buy in or people just stay out of it if they don't know what they're doing what do you I, I suggest think this is a great opportunity to, to to look into it you don't have to put in anything but you should like understand what's going on you should understand why it's difficult for people to get into stocks in the first place because hedge funds are the ones that's controlling the game mm-hmm. for example today uh, something like nokia a lot of people are saying, oh, Nokia's up next because, hey, you and me, we don't own a Nokia phone. Last time I owned a Nokia phone was like maybe 2007. 2007, right? absolutely. That was the last time it was cool to own a Nokia phone. Hell yeah. So that, that stock is doing terrible. It's been $4 since August because my boy told me to put something up. So I, I remember we looked at Nokia in August. It was $4. Check this morning. It's the same, $4, right? So it's going up. It's it going shoots up. up. It's, it's like doing, six right now. Like, so it actually shoots up to $8. And because the SEC sees that, they they halt it. They halt it roughly around seven times because they don't want it to be the next GameStop. 
You understand? You mm-hmm. see what's going on here? Yeah. Like, because these hedge funds put shorted, and now let's say they shorted when GameStop was under twenty dollars, and now GameStop is three hundred dollars. They're they're at a loss. Yeah, they're it's losing good. billions. They're to the point where they had to sell off their other stocks to cover the losses, and now they have to be bailed out. And my little brother actually told me the the new owner of the Mets actually has to had to bail out. Um, I think the group is called Melvin mm. uh, because everybody loves the new owners of the Mets because Mets are doing pretty well, right? <laughs> they they got a new baseball player, got his name. Shout out to the Mets. Anyways, they're getting bailouts. This is a hedge fund money, hedge hedge fund that's getting a billion dollar bailouts. If you and me, like we go broke, we know we have the money, we lost our house, lost the mortgage. The government's not bailing us out as public people, right? absolutely not. But they're going to bail out a hedge fund. What does that say about? What does that say about the whole system? It's like they don't they don't care if we lose a lot of money. If if we do stocks, the first thing they're gonna say is like, oh well, mm, you should have never did that, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh you messed up. I can't help you out. You lost you lost your life savings in the stock. Oh well. But if they lo- they lost everything to the point where they got bailed out for them to continue doing the same play because they know GameStop will eventually go down. Oh, so of guess course. What? They double down. <laughs> That's why people are like, hold. That's yeah, why that's why everyone's like, saying, no, we're hold the line. pushing GameStop to destroy all these hedge funds that's been destroying our lives for years. How to get to the billion? By destroying our billions. That's one way it works. So basically, we're, you're saying that the whole stock market is rigged anyways. It's all it's all just a big game. And it's basically for the billionaires to, to keep making their billions while the little people who really don't understand stocks will basically more than likely invest and lose. Even if you understand stocks, you're going to feel like you're taking L's where you feel like you shouldn't, mm. right? You, like I said, this is the whole thing. I like this stock, and this is something that's been talked about. I've seen on uh, different forums and Twitter. It's like, I like this stock. It should be doing well. It makes sense. I, I get it. And it doesn't do well. Someone's shortening it. Someone thinks like, oh, because there's a hype around it. I won't get everybody scared so they can sell their shares. So do you think, well, you were, we were saying how you, we should hold on to the GameStop uh, stocks right I wanna, now. I wouldn't use those words. I wouldn't use we should hold. Okay. Um, it's it's like suggested. People are holding. People it's, are holding. People are holding on to their GameStop um, shares right now. But um are people also scared that, you know, that the um, big hedge fund guys are going to, you know, start doubling down on it again, start shortening it? They already have. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's been going up. I think the highest of reach as of, I think, 27th was roughly 360 something, right? Yeah. 368, that's the number in my head. I don't mm-hmm. think that's it, but let's say 360. Not now it's like down to on the 28th, uh, 320, right? That's the aftermarket. You and me, we don't have access to aftermarket. Once it hits 4 yeah, we p.m., don't. we got to wait until tomorrow morning at 9.30 to get, get back in. Exactly. But these hedge funds, they have access to it. You know, they have enough money to play around and, you know, that <laughs> making the transactions very slow. Now, here's, here's like the rigged system, right? Mm-hmm. If you're using something like TD Ametrade, which is now owned by uh, Charles Schwab. Charles, Charles Schwab. 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 Yeah. yeah, now it's owned by Charles Schwab, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that they had to slow down transactions yeah. for AMC and GME? Yeah, yeah, I saw that's, that. That's how happening. ridiculous everything is. Uh, for, actually, Robinhood sent me an alert 
earlier on today talking about the markets are are experiencing significant significant um current volatile market conditions yeah a yeah. note on market conditions i got the same thing too yeah but i no longer use robin hood <laughs> right because robin hood here here's the twist about robin hood why everybody likes it one the ui is amazing two it's very easy to get into it very three the, they don't please you on anything. When I no. got a TD account, they said, do you know how to do this? And you don't take this lesson. It's a very good lesson. It tells you everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, you finished the lesson? Yeah, we'll give you option trading. Oh, yeah, put 3000 up. All right, we'll give you all these things, right? That's how like a regular brokerage used to do it. Or Robinhood came in the game and it's like, oh, put 50 bucks. Let's, let's, let's gamble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's start. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you don't know how to option? Don't worry about it. Well, this, follow this green line. And if it stays in green, you're good. Trust me, I, I lost money in the in Robinhood before I went to like you know do some research and stuff. Yeah, but that's how it is. And the problem with Robinhood, which is why I left, is Robinhood one is accessible for everybody. Two, they give information to other hedge funds so they know what people are interested in and what they like. So now these hedge funds have an idea. It's like I like this stock. Oh, you like this stock? Oh yeah, keep buying it. We're gonna put we're gonna short it in a bit. Now it does good for two weeks. That's great. Bam, you down thirty after hours how did that happen how did that happen i put a, a contract for it by friday and went down by wednesday i'm sick i i like this <laughs> it, it's all a game it's all this game it, they know what's going on they have at the end of the day data is king and whoever has the data is once controlling the market and hedge funds always have the data and right now what's making this significant people is that the schemers are getting schemed right now and everyone's exactly. losing their mind and that's the big that's the big takeaway that I want everyone to get. This is why it's so political right now, too. It's basically those who make the billions right now are currently losing the billions. And it's all due to this subreddit. Yeah. And don't be upset about, like, billionaires losing billionaires. Yeah. Um, losing billions. Because, first of all, they don't give the a F about you. Yeah, they don't care about it. They never did. They, they never laugh did. at you if you protect them. Exactly. It's like, I don't know why these guys, like, oh, you know, you shouldn't. Oh, well, like Joe Biden's gonna raise taxes. Like, dude, you, you're not even between two tax brackets. Yeah, Why you're not even on Joe. You're not even on that level. So don't even like. Why are you trying to defend the rich? Like, they don't care about you, bro. You well, not even the rich, you know. the wealthy, right? They don't so, care about you. Yeah, trickle down economics is not real. It's it not real. Trickle down, and it doesn't work. It never works. Like never ever. Works. It never worked. <laughs> Because if it works, we would have been getting paid doing this show. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I'm getting there. I'm starting to get paid, not from the show, but, you know, from other activities, other activities being here at BAI. Shout out to BAI. But also, Bashan, I have been getting a lot of um, inquiries about uh, helping people out start up their podcast and stuff. And they are willing to pay. So, you know, your dreams have been, com have been coming true. All right. It, I'm starting yeah. to listen. Okay. Yeah, you should be a guru uh, selling classes on how to start a podcast and keep it consistent. Oh, man. That would be great. Maybe a podcast on how to start a podcast? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Why? I'd rather you write it or do a YouTube for it, not a podcast on how to start a podcast. I'd rather you do a YouTube channel on it. Mm. Monetize. That's how it works, man. That's that how does it is. work. That, does. that is how it works, man. Uh, before we go, but before we leave this topic, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is up 30,000. Nah, let's not talk about Bitcoin. It's not important right now because people are selling Bitcoin to get into GME. That's so, true. 
Oh, I just wanted to get into down the... twenty nine thousand. Fair enough. Okay, I I but just like... wanted to make the hot take of I think it's gonna go up to fifty. That's it. If you think so. All right, all right. We can change the subject. You can want to play some music and then I'll ask you about credit karma, or do you want to go straight into credit karma? Um, let's play the music. All let's, right, let's get into the music. Then I was gonna get into the SEC a little bit. Okay, how they're protecting everybody. But yeah, let's get into the song of the week. All right, it's one of the song of the weeks. Um, everyone is saying to hold the line, hold their stocks on the interwebs, and Black Seinfeld is a show where you know we play more than just hip hop, right, Bastion? We're very versatile with our musical tastes, and we this try to be. we try to be. And this is one of my favorite songs. And ironically enough, this is when I was working at Five Guys, and they play nothing but '80s rock. This is from the band Toto, and ironically, it's called Hold the Line, and it's one of my favorite tracks ever. For those of you who do not know Toto, they also made that song Africa, which I don't like. I don't like when white people sing about Africa. That's that's just wrong. It's very colonial. <laughs> but anyways, this is Toto. This is Hold the Line. We'll be right back with more Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing.
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuning into Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. That was Toto with Hold the Line and Bastion. I told you, this song bangs, man. This this song goes so hard. I remember being on the line, and the first time I heard that track, I'm like, yo, what is this? This this right here, this is one of the few songs that I actually liked from the Five Guys track list that used to play every single day of my life that I used to work at for the past four years, It was it? Yeah, it had to be four years, man. All right, all right. How's my mic sounding? I had to leave the call to get back in. Oh, uh, you you still sound you sound better now. Okay, because you're a buzzing like crazy. But how do I that's sound? The flaws, that's the flaws of owning an iMac, thinking that it's going to be the best thing ever. It's not. It's it's good for like editing. It's, it sucks for everything else. <laughs> how do I sound now? Do I sound a bit better? Am I buzzing? Much still? better. Yeah, okay. You're killing my ears for forty minutes. I'm so. I'm so sorry, man. Not you. It's my it's my iMac, two thousand dollar iMac. What year is it? No, it's like the latest second second last for maybe like twenty seventeen. Oh, so okay. Twenty seventeen continued all the way till to twenty nineteen. Still so. up to date. Still up to date. All right. Now, Bastion, what did you want to talk about now that we're back? Oh, the SEC. Yes. And how like the SEC was created in nineteen thirty four by Lo and behold, FDR, right? It's to kind of make sure that the Roaring Twenties doesn't lead into the Thirties. That's literally the only reason that uh, the SEC was created. It's called the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Wasn't the Twenties the Prohibition era too? Or am I tweaking here? Wasn't the Prohibition like 1800s? 1800s? I'm tweaking Late 1800s then. or something? I'm tweaking yeah. then. All right. I got to double check. Great Depression was in the Twenties, right? Crazy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, the Great Depression was 1930s. 30s. Okay. Damn. Yeah. My American Roaring 20s, Great Depression, 1930s down. Right. Okay. That's why he created the. He created a lot of programs, but uh, one of the biggest one is SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission. They're there to understand to make sure that market isn't manipulated in order to trick the masses and, and to take advantage of people. Right. So but that's what's happening, though. That's what's happening. It's always been happening. You right. know, the SEC can only do so much when these hedge funds are are kind of screwing over you, the public trader. Mm-hmm. But now they're feeling some type of way. They feel like the whole market's manipulated against them. Like, like how dare you F us? Yeah, because if you're watching any of these financial news, I know anybody out there listening to the show, you want to get into financial new, uh, financing and stock, you're going to listen to, you know, uh, MSNBC, not MSNBC, um, I think uh, Finance NBC version. CNBC, I think it's called. Yeah, CNBC. CNBC. Wall Street Journal was heavily into that stuff, too. Say again? Wall Street Journal's heavily into that stuff, too. Wall Street Journal, Market.com, Bloomsburg, all of them. You know, they have Bloomsburg terminals, like one of the biggest, the hugest thing. They also have Bloomberg TV. Right. On on local networks, which is crazy. Like, I was a mayor for like, years man that's a lot of ptsd you just brought back for me so the sec for them to shut down like amc uh ross uh nok bed bath and beyond uh blackberry like yeah they stopped all of these stop they halted them Mm -hmm. in order for them to stop one the momentum to the transactions and they limited to all these people can't even buy it when you kind of limit transactions, you know, you put something in, it doesn't go through. 
can do anything. It's also to the point where TD even stopped all the transactions if people wanted to sell. Meritrade, yeah. A AMC? Yeah. They couldn't do it. It's like, why can't I sell? So, oh, we're stopping everything. So they're the one manipulating the stocks themselves. So imagine you have a, a hedge fund that's lost over billions of dollars. And it's, now they're kind of telling everybody, it's like, oh, no, this is messing you up. Like, no, yeah. no, no, no one's on this side is hurt. You're hurt. So they, they go on every TV, every news article. And this is why I call messages from Robin Hood saying, messages, hey, yeah. everything is so volatile right now. And, and uh, uh, everything is a scam that you're seeing right now. So please be careful. Meanwhile, yeah. everyone on on the the leftist side of Twitter is like, no, they're effing with you. Do not listen to a word that they're saying. They're just losing out on billions right now. And you're yeah. hurting their wallet. Yeah. So that's the whole that's kind of like the political part. That's very interesting that I didn't like expect it to happen but i think you have to kind of be aware like you need to have like a political brain at least to understand what's actually happening and how it affects you in every day okay fine let's say you political left and you don't really care but you're gonna put money in stocks anyways you know just so you can get some gains exactly That's how these rich people make money anyways like oh this person works a uh forty five thousand dollars a year job why is he living so nicely? Well, because he got a lot of money in stocks. He live off the dividends, you know, passed down through generations. Mm -hmm. That's the wealth, and that's how most people stay rich. Yeah. So in this situation, you we're able to kind of see one hand guiding the other. And the SEC, who is there to protect us, the public trade, is actually helping them by stopping all of these transactions from happening. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's the whole thing is rigged. It's one big casino. Will this change everything in the future? I no. think they're just going to regulate the brokerages, but keep the rules the same. Yeah, I don't think uh, much change is going to happen because of this. I think um, this is just like a spur of the moment thing. And and like we said, when it always comes to gambling, the house always wins. Okay, so the house is going to start regulating some ish where they'll go back to benefiting from it. And then we're going to try and find another 20 years to figure out some freaking loophole or some gap where we could take advantage of it again yeah and one thing i've noticed it's always easier to cry on tv or to cry on media because they're always find different ways to kind of manipulate the perspective of the people that don't know much that mm -hmm. we're considering to get into it for example you, you're talking about bitcoin and this is the example i wanted to talk about sure oh yeah. uh, Bitcoin is going up, you know, it passes the 17,000 high, you know, it hits 20, hits 30, hits 40. I remember the first time it hit 10,000. That was a, at least like two, three years 2017. ago. Yeah. 2017. Oh, I'm sorry, four years ago now since 2021. Yeah. Then the, and then the fall happened in 2018. I yeah. lost a lot of money, but I, I was up, so I wasn't mad. But um, so to kind of talk about like, bitcoin right it's doing well it's gaining up it hit 25 28 30 32 out of nowhere you're getting all of these corny articles saying oh i don't remember my bitcoin password oh i put money in bitcoin and lost oh you know you just get a, a flux of negative bitcoin related content out there to scare people that were looking into doing into like investing or putting money in or understanding the concept of Bitcoin and why it's like it's going to be huge in the future. You think it's going to go up to 50? I also think so too. Mm -hmm. It's going to be one of the biggest internet commodities ever. But 
this is kind of what's happening with what's going on with like GameStop and everything. Now getting all this news, depending on who you're getting it from, because other billionaires and millionaires are calling out all these other corporations saying like, oh, they, they do the same thing all the time. Now, now you're upset because you, you're losing in the game that they're beating you in. So it's, it's, it's a loss for everybody. Especially when you know the SEC is always going to side with them, so a lot, a oh, lot of course. things changed. I think the biggest thing that happened was they, um, they turned. No, I think they, Discord shut down, one of the Wall Street bets Discords mm-hmm. that had like twenty thousand plus people on it, without any like hitting them up saying, "Hey, you should change this and that." They just shut it down. I think they just didn't want any bad press on them, but it's not bad press. It's not. I don't think any anybody caught up on this is is like a bad person, unless you're the one, <laughs> unless yeah. you're a hedge fund. If you, yeah, unless if you're a hedge fund and you were taking advantage of the have-nots, then yeah, you you're looking at the have-nots as bad people right now for playing the same game that you that you've been playing, and now that you're losing out on six seven figures worth of worth of cash. Now we're perceived as the bad guys when we're really not. We're just, we're really trying to get like y'all, but like we're trying to do it ethically. Yeah. Like, hey, we're still waiting for that stimmy. Dude, are we? I haven't heard anything. What's today? The 28th. Recording Today's the 28th. This episode the 28th. So Joe, Mr. Biden was president for the past eight days. Not a, he's been signing executive order and top the executive right. order. Where's that? Tw- where's that two thousand dollars, homie? <laughs> two thousand fourteen hundred. Oh, yeah, I don't sp- know what's going to be, and but speaking- I haven't heard a peep about it. For and speaking of stimulus checks, if you were have not been able to receive the even first stimulus check that was supposed to be getting uh, last year, uh, you can actually claim you can actually claim that when you start filing for your taxes for twenty twenty. So, you know, I'm just spreading the news out there. Again, if you have not gotten or received your, was it like fifteen hundred? Was it fourteen? Twelve hundred? Twelve hundred plus the six hundred. If you have not received basically eighteen hundred dollars, if you have not received the first stimmy and then the six hundred stimmy, you can claim it on your taxes for twenty twenty. So this year you can do that. Just letting you know, you should be able to get some big monies back. Basically, the money you're supposed to be getting. Also, another interesting thing is um, the government could will do your taxes for free if you make under forty five thousand dollars. I think it is. Yeah. Or fifty thousand. Uh, one of those prices. You should double check, but uh, they could do your taxes for free, so you don't have to invest in TurboTax and Mint and all those brands. They all suck. Or H and R Block. H and R. They all suck, man. But just this this hire uh, a local culture uh, accountant to do your stuff for you. Okay. Facts. <laughs> Uh, Bastion, I wanted to talk to you about Credit Karma because I start, I saw it trending on on Twitter, and I really don't know much about Credit Karma. I just know that it's a it's a website where you could get your credit from due to all the advertisement and stuff. But apparently, if you try and uh, purchase a car and you try to use the credit from Credit Karma, um, what I'm hearing is that that credit that you receive from Credit Karma isn't actually your real credit. And I'd like to know why. Am I saying this correctly? Am I getting that down precisely? Yeah, I, I think there's different types of credit. And mm-hmm. I saw this post like credit was invented in 1989. Um, before it was just like trust of a bank, but now it's like actual, like it's a score. Yeah. So the thing about credit score is 
even if you go on Chase or, or your your local bank that you're using, they do have a service to check your credit score. Yes. But what they check is the history. And mm-hmm. through the history, there's like an algorithm and they kind of give you a score. Some scores are closer to the actual score, but in actuality, it's like even if you compare Credit Karma, for me, I'll give you my example. Yes, I do please. have a TD account. I have a Chase account, a Capital One account. They all give me credit card info. I also have a, a Credit Karma account. They all give me the same exact number. Mm-hmm. No matter what, they give me the same exact number. If I go down 20 points because of uh, a credit check in order to get another credit card, they all see the same thing and they all give me the same number. So sometimes when people say like, oh, you know, it's it's drastically different. I won't call it drastically different. It could be maybe off by 20 points. So maybe it's like a range it in a while. It's a small range in my in the business I was part of. And I always had to check people's credit card. And what I noticed is when they spoke about like, oh, my points went up. It's like it doesn't if, if you do too much activity on your credit card. Your points will not go up as fast as they will recommend. Mm-hmm. If you don't do any activities and the only thing you do is pay bills on your credit card, like you have it try to buy a house, you didn't try and buy a car, then it'll be a little bit more accurate. Mm-hmm. But if you try to buy a car, let's say every month, and they kept getting you denied, it's like you try January, February, March, April, and by May, your whole credit is like crushed. And I could see it. It's like, dude, you stop trying to buy a car. Because every time, there's just two ways, right? They do a hard credit or a soft credit. Mm-hmm. Soft credit is like uh, every time you check a credit score, right? If you want to do a small loan for school, they check your credit score, small loan. You you don't see it. But let's say you want to get an apartment, they do a hard or like a medium credit or close to a hard credit. It'll pop up. It'll show. You will see like so-and-so LLC check your credit. And that's how, that's how they know what you have. Mm-hmm. So am I saying it's different? It all depends on what you do with your credit. And the average person just pays bills, and that's it. Right. So you're fine. Oh. It's not that big of a deal. It- well, <laughs> I don't have credit karma, so I'm just like, what the hell is so... What's what's wrong with credit karma? That's all I wanted to know. Credit karma, it's all the same. I think credit karma is owned by TurboTax. I have to double check. Mm. But they're, they're all the same company. It, it They just get... They, it's a ploy to sell you credit cards for other companies. Ah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. That's the way I look at it. All right. Well, thank you, Bastion. <laughs> All right. So now it's time to get into politics. This is something that I wanted to talk about because Senator Josh Hawley, or Howley, I'm sorry, Senator Representative of Missouri, um, strongly believes that conservative voices are being silenced. And... Um, I have a clip. Being silenced while you're talking. All right, go ahead. I have a clip that I'd like to play for you real quick that uh, basically describes everything that's happening so far. Look, the fact, which doesn't care about your feelings, is that online and in the media, conservative voices are being silenced. I've said this before. I said it on my YouTube channel. Conservative voices are being silenced. I said it on Joe Rogan. Conservative voices are being silenced. On the Jordan Peterson Kayak Podcast. Conservative voices are being silenced. I said it on Tucker Carlson. And Tucker, we know conservative voices are being silenced. Twice, actually. Like I said last time, Tucker, conservative voices are being silenced. That is exactly right. And I said it in my New York Times bestseller. Conservative voices are being silenced. 
It's a point I have to make over and over because conservative voices are being silenced. In fact, you won't even use this footage. Actually, we will. Bob, we both know that's not going to happen. Yeah, my name is James. Whatever, Bob. And basically, that's what Senator Josh Howley was saying when he made the cover of the New York Post that conservative voices are being silence bashed. And to kind of talk about that clip, it's Elisa Crudo from a show called uh, Death of 2020. Yes, it's, yeah, it's a mockumentary about the year 2020. And Lisa Kudrow is doing her best, Cla- uh, Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, her best, her, be- her, her best conservative libertarian voice. Absolutely. <laughs> and basically, that's what Senator Josh Hawley was, was saying about conservative voices being silenced. Because if you don't know, he was one of the few senators that wanted to uh, raise concern of the rigging of the 2020 election which, you know, made President Joe Biden our new president of the United States, in which he believes that the election was rigged in order for Joe Biden to become president. Also, when the whole Capitol insurrection started to begin, I don't know if you remember this, um, there were people already at the Capitol, but no one rushed it yet. They were still outside. And so... Josh Hawley was, was going into the Capitol and he's raided and he's doing a little fist of solidarity with the in, with the Capitol insurrectionists, you know, being for the protest that was going on, the light protests. I say that in parenthesis. And basically, oh, yeah. it's what I've been I've been talking to you about this a lot, or it's something that I've been discussing a lot as of late, this idea of what the first amendment is right i think people really don't understand um their bill of rights i don't think people truly understand the constitution as well um i think people have the notion that just because they're able to say whatever they want they can hide behind whatever they want to say without facing any sort of repercussions right so the issue isn't you being conservative and having conservative views, the issue is you are standing for basically a felony, treason, um, the breaking of the law. Yeah, it's not a direct assault to the First Amendment. Like, they don't, I don't think they understand the First Amendment. But I think don't. this is kind of the, the pressure that they're forcing. And the the joke that you put in the beginning of the uh, the clip, talking about the voices are being silenced, it's a true mock, because they go on different talk shows, giving their voices, talking like you can't be silenced if you're telling me you're silenced on YouTube, on Twitter, that's the literally real. on TV. That's the irony of it. Yeah, like Don't... you're not being silenced. The only you're, person. You're fine. The only person that's really been silenced was the former president. That's the only and, person that we know right now who's actually been silenced. Yeah, and I always love that one because I think my favorite joke is like, the president can't contact the American people. It's like, excuse me, he's the president. Exactly. Twitter was what is new. He contact. He literally just do something on TV, and everybody has to go watch it. There's the every network room. has to go on it. 
there is the briefing room. Like I was, I was writing this comment a lot where people were like, how, how is he going to talk to the American people? I'm like, dude, this man is the leader of the free world. Like he has access to everything. This man had a freaking diet Coke button. You don't think he can talk to the American people, which I'm not going to lie. The diet Coke button, that was kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hate on that. <laughs> not at all. But you don't think he has access to talk to the American people if he wanted to. There's something in the White House called the briefing room where there's actually a camera in a room set up. And if he wanted to talk to the American people, he can do so. And every channel like two, four, five, all those channels, all the news channels will be able to like get that feed and hear from the president if he really wanted to. So like the the notion of the president needing social media to, to interact with and get his message across, I think is completely asinine. And I think that just goes to show like, I feel like a lot of his legions of followers or, or cult members really should like, I know they say they love America and all that stuff, but I think they should actually like study the laws and, and study like the foundations because also the thing about the, the American laws and the bills and the constitution and all that stuff. A lot of it is open up for interpretation because everything was so broadly written, Right. Because remember, if we really wanted to, like, take things word for word, Bastion, we wouldn't even be considered people. Yeah. yeah. So so you we know, constantly... All these scholars going over it. Exactly. So we're constantly updating the meaning to what we think these words mean, right? I think, the, I think I've said this before. Lawyers teach you, like, in the first day about the First Amendment, right? And the fact that... You do have a freedom of speech, but once that speech puts people in imminent danger, it's no longer freedom of speech. It's now a crime. And I think the example I set was you can't go into a packed out theater, dark theater, and yell fire when there's not a fire because you can hurt people that way. Yeah. And I think they even teach you that in school as a kid. Just yeah. to let you know that words, it's a... Uh, Words are dangerous, yeah. especially where you are. So there's a setting. You cannot say certain words. Mm -hmm. And I, I think all that comes into play. And talking about like conservatives and their perspectives about being silenced because they remove a platform like Parler or they're just deleting all of these QAnon accounts. It, it's it's kind of serves that what you're saying is not only offensive, also like dishonest to the american people so you're lying constantly saying these things are happening when they're not so you're spreading false information and you're saying that you're being silenced like well no you, you can't you can't do you can't hurt people and expect not to uh right in, in trouble for that exactly it's like you're you're doing all this crap and then you want to hide behind the first amendment when that's not how it works or that's not how it should work anyway and if you really want to go there like a lot of the insurrectionists they've got out on bail like a lot of them are like free like they're good they're out on bail like there was this one chick who who freaking tried to sell uh nancy pelosi's laptop to the russians who recently I don't think got that's out actually 100 percent true but she yeah she got out she got out <laughs> He's chilling. Meanwhile, Khalif Browder was accused of stealing a backpack, which he didn't even do. And he spent, what, three years in Rikers? Yeah. So if we really want to go there, I mean, we can go there. But 
I don't think your voices, conservatives, are being silenced. Like, I feel like y'all are good. Just don't incite corrections. Don't incite violence. Um, he's part of the people that they, um, not they, but many Democrats are trying, not trying. Want I, to resign. They want to resign. And he actually did a counterclaim saying that these people should resign because it's forcing me to resign. It, it was pretty funny. He's he claiming the victim. He should resign. But the thing about Republicans that make them strong is like they don't care. Right. So even if you tell them to resign, they they won't care. They're not going to. Of course, a Democrat, if they do something wrong, they're going to resign and yeah. not even wait for the term to end. Like they will resign immediately. Yeah, you remember that dude Weiner? Remember of him? Of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> Anthony Weiner. Yeah, once he showed off his Weiner, like it was a wrap. He was like, "All right, I'm stepping down. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm sorry." But, like, when it comes to, like, conservatives, they are, like, they are loyal to the soil. They're dying for their flag. Like, it's it's whatever. Um, loyal like we, uh, Anthony Weiner's wife. Yep. Very, <laughs> very loyal. Never the worst. Very I, loyal. Got caught many times. Fact. I mean, with this whole impeachment thing going on, uh, Republicans don't even want to impeach him now. They're no, like they a, never did. Mr. Yeah. Mitch McConnell, I hear playing double agent, but he's always, but I don't know why you even trusted him in the first place saying like, oh, we don't have to rush procedures. We should do it after he leaves. After he leaves, he's saying, it's why are you trying to impeach someone that's not even here? It's unconstitutional. unconstitutional. Like, yo, uh, he's five head. He's, he's thinking. He's playing 4D <laughs> chess. We're still playing checkers on this, TV. This man, this man, Anakin does easily. Foolish. We were fools. You know why? He's not Anakin. He's he's the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Senate. And he's the Senate. There's no That's the joke true. is you know, there. It's written for us. You're right. There's Lucas you're New. Right. You're right. There's but you Lucas know what? Not a hack. I feel he's like I felt like I was an idiot. I definitely feel like <laughs> one of the idiots because I'm getting freaking word that, you know, there's sources close to McConnell that what the president that he feels like what the president did was he wrong linked and... the sources yeah he is man. the source I'm like, he said bruh. i am he's the like, hey <laughs> hey tell everybody i think it's going to flip bam flip on them he did flip he flipped on them <laughs> oh man i am the senate it's like you got us again mitch <laughs> mitch mcconnell's the strongest man he's, he's the strongest man in the country is he darth he's, sidious darth sidious he's playing all of us he oh. played he, he played Who uh played i guess how how do is very smart Dooku was definitely smart. But if you were to talk about someone that was being played like Count Dooku, it was definitely Donald Trump. Because in the end, once he found the predecessor in, in terms of uh, what was next up, you know, he just killed him. Mm. You know, removed him from power. I'm interested to see what happens in 2024. It's going to be the Republican representative. I'm interested. I'm not. Oh, I want to quickly before we move to the next, before we move to music and fun, yeah. I want to talk about the fifteen dollars. Oh, that was actually being pushed, and actually the bill came out. I think I sent it to you. Yes. So the whole thing is, I think at last episode I said it's going to take seven years. It's actually going to take four years. Mm-hmm. But I think it changes for different industries. So yeah, you're if right. you're like in a higher producing production industry, you have to get to fifteen dollars faster than other people. Like mom and pop shops was like doing it fifteen dollars, but I I think fifteen dollars is not enough. I was 
Yeah, of I've course seen not. a lot of people talk about either it's like 23, 24, 25 because it fluctuates with uh, the value of like society and food, housing, and all that type of stuff. The social, no, G, G, GDP and everything. So $15 is still not enough. It's not. No, people in New York City, $15. Bro. We've been on $15 for how long now when it's, and people are still struggling? been 15 since 2018 yeah i like to say been 15 since 2018 i think mcdonald's was the first one to like be a first corporation to jump to 15 just yeah. to say hey we did it but it's not like they raised the prices they just stopped selling the chicken sandwich wrap you know that's what it's like we're gonna oh you something. mean the snack wrap the snack wrap that's it you know oh, it's like man. oh you like the crunchy oh especially like the crunchy ranch flavor with the tortilla no we're not gonna sell that anymore <laughs> we sell you grilled gross because <laughs> it's not even grilled Oh, dude, I saw, um, I watched Super Size Me 2 last night, bruh. What company was that for? Super Size Me 2? Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't actually a company. It was, um, the idea that, uh, these fast food companies are now promoting healthier fast food options and they use like, uh, trigger words like all natural free range, cage free. And they were specifically um, talking about the chicken sandwiches because there's been like a high chicken sandwich craze um, in case you haven't known. I think we've talked about it quite a bit with Chick-fil-A and Popeye's and Wendy's and, and all that stuff. So what Morgan Spurlock, yeah. <laughs> and what Morgan Spurlock decided to do was he decided to open up his own chicken sandwich restaurant fast food spot and so what he did was he he got into the chicken game like he he got his own little chicken farm and he basically showed you the process from point a to point b from you know raising these chickens these these fat chickens um all the way up to you know the restaurant and it shows how you know big chicken which is this chicken corporation that that's involved with all the chicken titans like Tyson and Purdue, um, how they really undermine the the chicken farmers, how, how they really marginalize and, and, and control um, how much these farmers make and how much debt they put these farmers in so that way they can still have a hold on these farmers. Uh, it's a really good doc. It's free on YouTube. It's a really good doc. And see how it parallels the hedge funds. It's like, oh, you can own, you can own property, own a farm. You know, it's a commodity. Anybody can own a farm. That's why. Oh. I, that's why I wanted to talk about it and bringing everything together, Bashan. This is this is why we're good at what we do. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's only funny because you, you, historically, looking at how other countries, especially like for example Russia, you know, they bought farms from the people. They took farms away from people, gave it to other people, mm-hmm. kind of reestablished themselves. Like, yeah, they ruined everything over there. It's like, dude, it's it's worse for some reason. It's worse here. Oh, in a 100%. Free market, it's worse here to own a farm. You own your own business. It's worse. No, it's it's Why? 100% worse. And it's, Capitalism is a scam. It really, it's really alarming how you venture out of America and you go to places like in Europe where um, the fast food taste is different. And that's because the stuff that you find in America over in Europe, a lot of that stuff is illegal. Like you, you can't. Dude, you literally made fun of me for a year for talking about italy constantly while i'm talking about food oh yeah 
100%. I mean, I've done it too when I went when I went to like Paris and stuff. I said the food tasted different and the fast food was completely different. Uh but but yeah, of course I made fun of you. Why wouldn't I? It tasted like you're like you could live. Yeah. But sometimes when you eat food, you feel like you feel you know, downer. Weak. Weak, awful. You feel heavy. Exactly. There, their version of pasta, they're it's freaking light. <laughs> they got home wine. They make their own wine. You drink everything, eat everything together. You walk out. I could do a dog, and I get a stomachache after. This is crazy. Yeah, that's why everybody there has like skinny body, but tiny, like a tight, like a belly. But that's just due to carbs. Yeah, so they're, they're fine. They're healthy. Yeah, man. So, so let's, let's let's again to the next song. Oh yeah, next song, Bastion. I'm gonna ask you this question: Have you heard the new Joey Badass track? No, I have not. Well, I got you right here, man. Here's the new track from Joey Badass that came out literally last week, and it's called "Let It Breathe." I want you to listen to it, and I want, and I want you to give me your honest opinion on this new track. Oh, and the person producing this is the one, the only, Static Selector. You don't know. Turn my vocals up. Turn my vocals up. Yeah. Want you to celebrate me like I'm dead already. Like this crown up on my head is heavy. Put my picture in the dictionary next to legendary. Swear I'm raising every bar and it's like they never ready. They throwing dirt up on my name like I'm already buried. Graveyard shifts till they put me in the cemetery. Until then I'm getting better every January and it's very scary. 2020 vision's never blurry. I keep on dropping all these juices like I'm in a hurry. Swear to God I'm never worried. Cause that's how you live the misery twice. You see, that right there is like the greatest advice. You see, it's a few things that I noticed in life. Like the fact that everybody got a vice and a price. What else? Cause every man got his weakness. And all these bras got their secrets. Uh, all them hit his scars, but I peeped it. Swear to God, that first cut always hit the deepest. Never put your guard down and watch who you are around. My price going up every time I put my cigar down. I'm a superstar now, hopped in a supercar. No such thing is too far now. Tell them goofy bras not to call now. They telling me to calm down. But being humble was the worst mistake I ever made. Not knowing my worth was the biggest price I ever paid. Until so I leave this earth, I'ma shine on niggas every day. And I put that on every day. I came in this at 17, get a game of wedding ring. We've been honeymooning since I think it's time to set a name. Go against the God, you can never win. I take them deep within to a place that they ain't never been. Hold up, let that bitch breathe. Uh. Let that bitch breathe. Let that bitch breathe. It's all fries, I don't see no threats. Uh, look at the, my dogs, I'm a fucking vet. Ain't a nigga that I met who could see me yet. Just know my doors always open like a CVS. Uh, SL 500 with the BBS. Uh, get that to my cousin cause he seems stressed. Uh, guess it's in my jeans like a scene stress. I told him get about your feelings, looking the we the best. Uh, this ain't no DJ Khaled poppy, yes. No, that is not a diss, that's one just for the press. Uh, and if I was to flex, that wouldn't be a stretch. No, I hold weight in my city, they still ain't see me sweat. 
I lift the whole game with a finger curl. I use the same finger to finger for all the singer girl. I give her the diamonds, but she give me the pearl. Right? I take her apart so she can see the world. I'm running with my windows down. That's just how I feel right now. That's just how I feel. Sit up. I don't wanna waste no time. I just wanna take this. I'm gonna take this. Sit up. Yeah. Let that ish breathe. Black Seinfeld tings. Joey Badass. Bastion, what are your thirsts? What are your thoughts? Your first initial reactions to this track? No, it's a great track. You know, he goes bar for bar heavily in the first verse and gives you a nice, decent second verse to end the track. Uh, no, it starts off braggadocious, then he just gets into life. Really good. I think the. I guess his voice and the way it's edited, it's a little raspy. Yeah. But it works very well with the beat. So it's like a, I won't call it like the RZA-ified when he kind of leaves the basement and goes to California and everything becomes super sharp and clean. But it's like it still has that uh, grittiness. grittiness. Like it's an HD though. Yeah. It sounds like he's been in the cold. Yeah. But it's like it's mixed too well. <laughs> But it's mixing today's standards, so it's like a great song. It's a great song, yeah. Yeah, facts. Everything's always so clean. We should bring, like, I don't know if they should just record record on, like, tapes again and just, like, release it from there. Mm. Maybe, like, it'll just keep that, like, that crust to it, you know? Like, from 93 to 98, Wu-Tang. No, 91 to 98, Wu-Tang. That's, like, crust. Everything after that is just, like, HDTV. Yeah, 100%. I feel like I love that Wu-Tang stuff. It's made prime for this type of weather this winter weather yeah it has to be crushed it has i don't know some best way to describe it as like a someone that made music once like it's just crush it was like a crunch to it yeah yeah totally understand what you're saying right now but anyways this last 30 minutes we have let's get into some music people the versus battle that we've been waiting for patiently finally came it went Ashanti versus Keisha Cole. Let's start off by saying once again, this broadcast is brought to you by Doritos, people. And after we eat our Doritos, we like to wash that down with a smooth bottle of Ciroc. Right, Bash? Oh, man, it's going to make your bubble gut. It's not enough Doritos to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. So where do we... I never had Ciroc, though. Really? Man, what happened to supporting black owned businesses man puff i don't support black capitalists whatever bash i don't support black owned businesses but not these capitalist venture i'm gonna do 50 different things in order to get there so you're not gonna drink 50s branson cognac if i was my way and someone already had it and they offered to me sure i'm not gonna get my way to buy it all right fine but anyways this battle was supposed to start at 8 o'clock. Ashanti came in at 9. And Keisha Cole came in at what? Like 9.15? 9.18. 9.20. 9, 9.20. The DJ was trash. Um that. And Bastion, you only lasted like 10 minutes. Yeah. Due to like me seeing the original um, 
versus battles, so I know what like, a decent battle sounds like. It just sounded too loud and crusty. Like you put the speakers in front of the phone, but the phone is not even good. It was like an LG or something. And I just couldn't take it. I was like, no, nah, I'm out. If they didn't want to like bite them the parts to plug it in and put like MP3 and everything, like aux cord, then there's no point of me even watching it. So I just up and left. It sounded a lot better with Apple Music. I'm not going to lie. But I think that's the, that's the issue I have with Versus now, right? It's about the money now, right? Initially, it was just pure fun. Like everyone was just stuck in quarantine and let's just do this for fun. But now that we have partnerships with freaking Doritos and Ciroc and Apple Music, now people are, are, are looking to make some money off of this. Now they are making money off of this. There's a whole freaking crew now. One for Ashanti, one for Keisha Cole, since they're doing this whole thing remote. I think the overproduction is what messed up the audio when it came to the IG experience. Because the Apple experience and the HD experience, it was still right on par. But I think in order for people to really enjoy this like they did before when it came to the IG stuff, it should just be that singer or producer just in their studio playing their music. I think they were doing a bit too much with the whole microphone setup too because Ashanti and Keisha Cole were singing as well but the issue was uh the dj um playing the music too loud so you could barely even hear the singers trying to sing that was an issue oh okay mm -hmm. yeah i think it's not a bad thing right if you're doing something popular and you don't want other people to take care of it first thing you do is like you copyright it and after that you turn to a trade and connect with other people Apple music is the best opportunity they have over 25 million subscribers. Why not do a deal with them? Everybody has an Apple TV at home, right? I don't, but people do. So for them to just do the deal and from there, that's when they kind of brought everything up to a higher level. It, it's turn it, it tends to happen. Mm -hmm. Trial and they, error is going to happen. Trial and error, but it's to the point where they know what works now and what doesn't. And what works is getting two groups of people together. Yeah. The problem is, the artists that you're asking to get together. You have one like Ashanti that's constantly doing power moves and moving around like Keisha Cole who's just chilling. No, if Keisha they're... Cole, to be honest, didn't look like she wanted to be there at all. Yeah, yeah, I think she was just tired of the whole thing. She yeah. wanted to be there in the beginning. Yeah. Ashanti, as we said before, we calmed her. She went to three different countries in a week and came back with COVID. Oh, who knew, mm -hmm. right? But it's like, come on. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're putting two artists near the same similar era together, but one's very active in the in the age of the pandemic. The other one is chilling. So this is what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Compared to like Gucci Mane and Jeezy, um, Jeezy, they're both chilling. They're not really getting out their way. They're they're both living their best life, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we got capitalist owner Jeezy and good and happy <laughs> and happy, you know, goody Gucci Mane, vegan so Gucci Mane. They're just chilling, right? And also, it's Atlanta, so no one cares. They probably didn't even get checked. Hell no. <laughs> Shoot, Atlanta is crazy right now. Atlanta and Miami, Florida. Definitely yeah. going wild down there. So they didn't care. They just, you know, up and did their thing. Oh, it was in Florida they did it? No, it didn't. The versus Atlanta. battle? It, it, 
yeah. Oh, I don't know where they did the versus battle. Oh, you talking about Jeezy oh. versus uh, Gucci? Yeah, Jeezy. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, that was 100% in Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, the whole thing for who comes next, I don't care how they do it. They just have to do it well. And hey. I know they could do it well because I thoroughly enjoyed the most scuffed battle with DJ's RZA versus DJ Premier. Yeah. I know that's one of your favorite. And I enjoyed it. And it was scuff. Yeah, that was one of your favorites. (laughs) And they knew what they needed to do. They're DJs. They just needed the audio thing to work. Right. Yell into the mic. That's it. Yeah, that's literally it. But as I was saying, man, as this thing is getting bigger and and people are having their money in it, it's going to get more produced and polished. You know, it's not going to be just put up your put up your phone and let's just play music through your speaker. And this is talking about, like, as you said, this is a black owned business, right? It's like, it this is. is and this is not like, yeah, a black person owns it. But this, this is still a capitalist business. And they're going to do even if a white person owned it, they're going to do the same type of strategies. They're going to hire the same type of people anyways. Mm. They went to the same college for marketing they're going to do the same garbage. Right. It's like, hey hit up diddy you know get the Syrah contract easy and we'll get other contracts along the way we gotta connect an apple with dre bet done you gotta connect here doritos done every show got a different connect yeah the dorito sponsorship was kind of (laughs) odd i still think it's awkward and think they put enough flavors to feel like they sent an intern. It's like, yo, go buy Doritos. Yeah. Card, go buy Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> just the red pack and the blue pack. I mean, I know they're the most popular, but like at least get get more sophisticated with it. Where's my sweet chili pack, bruh? Like easily one of the best packs. Just propaganda. <laughs> I know. It just looked so weird, like having a Shanti like sitting next to a bag of Doritos. But I will say in the first half of that battle, Keisha Cole came out with a juggernaut. She came out with her big hits. And I had Keisha Cole up with that first round. But see, I don't think Keisha Cole realized that this was a 20-song um, playlist. Because right after that last track, she was like, all right, thanks, everyone. We leave and we out. But then they were like, no, we got a next round to go to. This That was the first half. And what irked me, though, what made me want to shut this off was they had an intermission after the first half. Like, first off, you had us waiting like five weeks. Then you were late an hour, over an hour, and now you want to have intermissions? Like, this is a Bollywood film? Like, are you crazy right now? Intermissions in terms of there was like a second act or something? Yes! Yes! They wanted to regroup and all that stuff, and then they came back, and then Ashanti did what Ashanti does. She came in and wiped the floor with Keisha Cole. And like I was saying before... Ashanti won, okay? Ashanti laid it down. I got 11-9 Ashanti. Keisha Cole 9, Ashanti 11. And they played 20 songs in total. They played 20 songs in total. And what really screwed up Keisha Cole at the end was um, she freaking played a, a new song at the end of her final track. I guess that's not a loss if you know. Bro, Shanti played What I Be Without You. What I Be Without You. Yeah, bro. That's her biggest hit? Yes. I guess so. Interesting. But yeah, I guess, you know, the whole thing is, I won't say it doesn't take in consideration. Like, did Shanti play all her songs or did she play songs she wrote for other people? No, she played all of her songs. She didn't play the J-Lo songs. Like, she at all. Never, she was never going to play the J-Lo songs. That was just a joke. That was a, That's a sore spot for her? 
No, it's not. It just doesn't care. It has no. I think the artist would overshadow the songwriter at a certain point. Mm. Right? Like, for me, I didn't know the BDs was writing most of the hits in the 80s and 90s, but they did. That's why they're so big. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's that's to the point. The artist would just overshadow the songwriter. That's just get true. Just check and chill. That's 100% true. But I, I don't know if you remember I'm Real. Um, the chorus, it sounded a lot like Ashanti on I'm, I'm Real. Real. Yeah. I'm real where you are. Wait, because Ashanti wrote oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was Ashanti's vocals in the chorus, and then J-Lo came in with her verse. I feel like I could hear it. Yeah. I haven't heard the song in a very long time, but I feel like the back vocals sounded much different from the lead vocals. Yeah, don't worry. When it's summer 2021, I'll play I'm real for a little throwback. Throwback summer. Yeah. In the heat of the pandemic. Word. With some loomy D 5%, afterwards. 4% of the, the nation will be vaccinated. <laughs> man, that vaccination rollout is still horrible. Yeah, man. At the end of the day, I always say, at the, uh, chain supply should be number one. If you want to run a business correctly, you have to understand what chain supply management means. Word. Let's, let's get into this album that you forced me to listen to i forced you something like that like listen to this album for content what are you talking about brs cash the man who has now become famous for throat baby or go baby that's the clean version one of the best songs to to come out of late 2020 into 2021 is making his debut album shout out to atlanta because atlanta is still out here thriving with his debut album, Cash Only. And basically, people, if you enjoyed Throat Baby, you will enjoy 10 versions of Throat Baby in this album. For real. Every song sounded the same. I thought it had a strong start. Then yes. it just went downhill right after. I got <laughs> bored halfway. I'm like, dude, I'm still listening to this. Well, Bastion, the issue is we're not in Atlanta in the clubs asking for lemon pepper wings and seeing booty cheeks clapping in our face. I think if we are in that environment, we would appreciate the album a lot more. I actually like the album. I actually enjoyed like the vibe, but I feel like I would enjoy it more if we were in that aesthetic, if we were in that environment. I think Black Seinfeld needs to do a live in Atlanta. That would be great. Alive in Atlanta. I don't. I guess I don't know. I do understand some, certain songs do fit to certain aesthetic because I could tell you, ASAP Ferg wouldn't be as huge as he is now if we weren't out there in the streets all of 2013, Facts. right? Listen to ASAP Ferg every party everywhere. You're in Soho, you know your DJ's playing. Ooh. They're gonna play four ASAP Ferg songs. Next DJ playing. He's playing the same, you know, four songs. Yeah. So I do understand. Everyone's barking. I do understand that many albums fit within the context of uh, or the atmosphere. Yeah. You could say the same thing for uh, Mulatto, right? Yeah. Like, I think her albums are okay, but I think Queen of the South. Her, her fans really enjoyed it when they were at the concert and stuff. Yeah. So that And she's throwing concerts still. That's why I brought her name up first. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it, it was all right album. It, it's a cool album, but uh, the real talk has been the Throat Baby remix, the video. With the baby, yeah. Yes, with the baby and the city girls. And and there's this one scene where... Let's see it. What's what's the best way I can, I can say this? 
Well, you know what? We're late at night. Like, you no, know. no. Let's do it clean. Yeah. So, the baby surfing. Um, on, on a mouthful of leche. Let's yes. say that. That's the best way. <laughs> and and the crazy thing is, I think, one, I thought it was super paused, but it makes a lot of sense because I'm assuming it's the baby, right? It's the baby's leche, right? So it's the baby's kids in her mouth, right? So it's the baby swimming. So because it's an offspring of the baby. So the baby sp- swimming and skiing through this is not paused because it's the baby's kids. It's not it. It doesn't matter. Like, this you could explain thing. it to me, yeah. but I'm going to remember it the first way I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. I'm trying to shoot the baby some bail here, but but 100%. Um, Maybe there's only no bail money. <laughs> it's it's a very stark uh, image that was in my head. I think if they ran with it hard enough on the first day, like memed it a little bit harder. You know how like Drake went on with the memes like the memes were funny oh 100 percent with uh hotline bling and all that yeah like if he just if they just kind of memified memified it i think it could be like a big hit for all of january mm. no if they kind of push the meme like yo it's like yeah <laughs> i did that so <laughs> it, it got in his hair too yeah so if, if they kind of kept pushing it i think it would have done uh some some more numbers mm. Hey, you know, it kind of reached the popularity by the summertime. So, yeah. Well, I, I, I think this has what it takes to go number one. If you think so. Um, I heard the City Girls verse on the end of it, and I thought it just clean, clear, like cleared it out. Mm-hmm. JT killed it. If you, I, I don't care for the song enough, to be honest. I heard the song like four times because it kept playing um, yeah. when I was on the website. And it's like, God, this song is okay. I guess, like I said, it's all about the environment. That you're listening to the song in. It's right. okay. Right. I personally think it's okay. Or the you might is like the last. Or the you last just might now. need some go baby while while listening to it. You know. Yeah. Maybe that yeah. that way you know you'll get the full experience of the song. You can go baby while you're listening to go baby. Get the go baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, so rated out of ten, man. Four. Damn, that's cruel remember i've only listened to this while i was working on my computer right that's not not the best way to listen to it that's what i mean it's not a good score it's not a good album to listen to while you're trying to chill good point fair enough fair enough like i said like little uzi burst album sounds way better when i'm driving my car just sounds better yeah fair enough oh by the way freaking drake delayed certified lover boy we were supposed to get it in january but he tore his acl and he basically said you know he's he's recovering from his injuries he's he's getting stronger again so he had to push back certified lover boy drake if you just wanted to say that certified lover boy wasn't done just say that we will wait drake it's okay you're drake oh that's what he has surgery for yeah uh i thought the joke was he got lipo or something i never looked into it like i saw one post and just like oh he had surgery okay I get it. I didn't look into what he had surgery for. Why people or thinking he's... Drake got lipo? He's not flex. And that's the joke. It it came. It stems off the flex joke because it happened in the same. same yeah. Same era. You know, I was like, flex had a BBL. 
Brazilian butler. That's the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because models, because men don't get Brazilian butlers. Hell That's no. That's the joke. That's the joke. And men get surgery too. Fake abs. Fake, yeah, uh, that's a that's a big thing. Fake muscles too. You, fake you can muscles, get... biceps. Yeah, all that crap. That's just what. What's the muscle behind your leg? Calf. Oh, there you go. Fake ass. There's a whole Modern Family episode about it. That's yeah, when dude. I found out. A lot of that's like silicone ass. and crap. Imagine it's if you're just sensitive out. to it. Yeah, like some Work people. <laughs> some people are sensitive to that stuff too, man. Like it can get toxic in 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 your body and all that. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen a whole video. It's not good. <laughs> woman that had implants that was getting sick. And it's like, why am I getting sick so much? It's like this the implant. Mm-hmm. She had to take it out, and, and I I didn't know she had implants. Oh, hey, do you remember that show, A Thousand Ways to Die? Yeah, on Spike. So I remember there was this one episode where Very degenerate show, just to say. It's a degenerate show. <laughs> yeah, it's to watch people like the uh, ways to die. I think is very degenerate. No. Unless you're into that, I guess I'm into it. I'm really into like true crime and and all that crap. I'm into it, so to me, it's all fascinating. But I say all that to say there was this episode where this lady had like a botched surgery, like breast enhancements, and she went, she took a flight back home, and due to like whatever they put inside her, like. As the plane was elevating, like like her boobs were getting bigger, her chest was was inflating from due to the elevation and height, and so like it exploded and she died. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a true episode of A Thousand Ways to Die. If you want to watch it, I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. Like but I said, that was a good show. TV show. I've seen a couple episodes. Like ah, I can watch this stuff. Oh man, that's I, like a last. That's 2007 because I was junior high school when that show was out. Yeah, so TV. 2008. TV was wild in 2007. People were women were kissing Flavor Flav. Let's not forget. That was the best show ever. We, what? Talk the, about content king. First off, the reason why it was good it was because New York made that show what it is. Shout out to New York. No, it's not about New York. It's the producers found the right people to put in the show together. You got Pumpkin New York. Yeah, I, hoops all to the finals. Come on, man. I know the show very, very well. Okay, but guess what, Bastion? You remember season two, right? Uh, season two. New York came back. New York came back. Exactly. Delicious one. Delicious did win. And now she's with Raymond Santana. Go figure. And season three is the one nobody watched. Yeah, that's the one no one remembered. Season two was good. Season, season two, two was great because, again, they brought back New York. The legend. Fine, you win, you win. New and York then, like, ex- awesome. and then came out with like two seasons of I Love New York, which I which actually was it actually was really good. Yeah, and I actually watched that during quarantine, summer quarantine. I rewatched both seasons. It was so great. They have the MTV music in the back for everything, and it just yeah. works. I yes. don't know how. They, yes. like, MTV has good uh, reality TV show music. <sighs> Man, that the ABC best. could never. The best. Could never. Oh, dude, have you have you been hearing about The Bachelor? The conservative black guy? Yeah, the conservative black dude. That's all I heard. That's all like, I he heard might, too. He might be he might be a libertarian. Mm. <laughs> That's all I saw. I don't watch it. I don't I either. People, I know people that love the show. Same. Love. 
but I, I don't watch those type of shows. I, I, I gave up on reality shows after Dancing the Stars season three. What was season three? Or after three? Emmett Till. Uh, no, Emmett Till. Oh. Emmett's uh, the football player one. Emmett. The football player. Smith? Emmett Smith. Yeah, yeah after he won Dancing the Stars, that's when I, uh, mm. I watched uh, I don't watch. Well, the reality TV I watch is like 90 Day Fiance. I'm a big fan of that show. That show is just super ridiculous. One and that's degenerate nonsense right there. But Bastion, you, I, you're not degenerate from watching it. I think everybody on that show is degenerates. Oh, 100. <laughs> percent But honestly, Bastion, I literally just root for the immigrants. Like that's that's my whole steez. Like I just want them to become legal. Like no, that's it. It's like the worst way because they always these are immigrants that want to get to America. I understand, and they love their significant other, but this allegedly. Allegedly, but their the significant other family or them themselves are racist. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, dude, do you remember that dude Ed? I don't know if you've seen Ed, but like Ed has like no neck and he's really tiny. Yes, yes, yes. I know that. Bro, that was one of the best seasons ever. Ever. You can never find love. <laughs> I mean, I feel like. The, the people that get involved with that stuff, I know some that are actually, like, in love, but for the most part, like, they gotta know, like, this is a use-you situation here, right? You using them for some things, and they're using you for for legal citizenship. Like, they gotta know, right? No, they don't. Because... No, they don't. At least, like, 90% of the time, they don't end up together still. Like, at the end of the season, like, it's over. And plus, they have 90 Day Fiance, the aftermath, like, after they get married. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of them, like, split up and crap. Yeah, it's like I said, it's a nonsensical show. I think the producers do a really good job finding the worst of the worst in the batch. Yes. And sometimes finding someone kind of good, but with apparent flaws that could be either relatable or so distance and foreign say i hope i'm never in that type of relationship well hello that's what makes reality shows great yeah you can't have good you can't have a good time yo uh verizon sent me an alert saying that i can get discovery plus i think it is for free for the year so that has all the tlc shows and the food network and stuff so i might just take them up on their offer and just watch a lot of 90 day fiance hey man Whatever grinds your gears. And with that being said, <laughs> that being said, is there anything else that we should discuss before we exit out until February, aka Black History Month, aka the best month ever? When's the Super Bowl? Super Bowl should be February. Hold on, let me look second, this. Up. The second Sunday or the first Sunday? I think it's not the first Sunday. No, it's second not, Sunday. Definitely not the first it's Sunday. Tom Brady's back at it again, Bruh. Tom Brady, I hate him. I'm I'm obligated to say that I hate Tom Brady because I am a Giants fan to the core. Oh no, it's actually on the seventh. Yeah, it's the first. Um, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, it's the first Sunday in February. All right, Tom Brady back at it again. Bruh, Kansas City Chiefs versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is his tenth appearance in a Super Bowl. That is freaking nuts. Like. I can't deny his greatness. I'm not going to lie. He's great. He's in a different team. I know. And the Tampaneer Buccaneers have sucked for the longest. 
It, it's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Imagine you're a, a a Tom Brady hater. I'm not a hater. I'm I just am. in awe with greatness. I am. I just find it hilarious. Like, oh, this is going to loot. No, he's back at it again. He's back at the finals. I feel like every time I'm watching it, I see him at the finals again. I always root for him to lose, but damn, he. I don't mind. I see he so has great. greatness. Like this is greatness happening. This dude's 41. He's killing it. Man. He's 100 great, and I'll never deny that. But I'm still a Giants fan at the core, and we hate Tom Brady. Like he, he's freaking amazing. It's like the hatred that Pistons have for Kobe, uh, Celtics fans have for Kobe. You know, it's it's that kind of hatred. But we respect him. And that's what I do. I respect you, Tom Brady. You're just freakishly amazing at 41, still killing the game. God damn it. Shout out to Tom Brady. There, I said it. Will I be rooting for Tom Brady? Hell no. I'm no, rooting for man. Kansas City. He's got a red cap. He's conservative. <laughs> hey, you know what? He may be conservative, but guess what? His ass was smart enough not to go to the White House. Nah, he's, he's he's smarter than the average person. He's so smart. Conservative, so. Exactly. Yeah. Play football. You know, keep my hat in my own locker. No one can see it. No one public can see it. There you go, Tom Brady. And that's why people still love you. Because <laughs> you didn't come out and say you were maggot out. Yeah. But uh, anyways, we hope you enjoy the show. I had a fun time. I think this was a great episode. Bastion, what do you think? Yeah, great episode, especially in the first first half. We just went off. Well, I went off. Yeah, we hope you learned a lot. And with that, we're going to go off to Mabu Ashanti, only you, without the intro. So we'll see you again next week. Until then, stay warm and, I don't know, peace. Peace. That again, that didn't count.